Hi, this is Caleb Stokes, and you're listening to Microphones and Madness. Hey, everybody. Saturday night, uh, June 25th, 2016. This is Microphones of Madness. Um, as always, we are joined by the illustrious cast. We have coffee. coffee. Oh, that's how it's supposed to be said. Okay. Yes. There are no there are no clues for inflection. And TV casualty. Yeah, the scenario where you figure out the villain five minutes in. (laughs) I just, I thought it was a crook. And me, I'm a mysterious floating head in a dark room. Because you can feel it coming in the air tonight. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Speaking of Lord... Wait, who's... Wait, what? Tonight we are talking about Preacher, a Vertigo comic series uh, by Garth Ennis, correct? Now, if we were talking about the comic series, I wouldn't be pissed off. Right, but it is also now a miniseries running on AMC, the home of Walking Dead, and other fine programs. Name one. Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, Hell on Wheels. Uh, they are also broadcasting the um, on their website. They have the Australian superhero show uh, Clever Man. So we might have to do a show on that too. Clever Man. Yeah. Okay. So. Here's here's how it went down. All right, I have never read Preacher, and Steve told me I was not allowed to read Preacher for the purposes of the show. Uh, so all I have done is watched the show. Uh, Steve has watched the show. It's and Preacher just happens to be one of his favorite uh, comic series of all time. I say. And uh, I believe Kim has been reading the comic and watching the show concurrently, correct? I read the first volume. Okay. Because I'm a rebel and I I went for it. I said, you're not the boss of me. You can't tell me not to read this. I think you were reading the first volume before we even decided to have a show. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I heard about the... uh, the TV show coming on and said, "Oh, interesting. Oh, there's a there's a comic dash to it. Well, maybe I'll check it out." So I right, so, just happen to have it. So yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll 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 start with you, Kim. Uh, since the middle ground. The middle ground. Uh, you're you're new to the series and uh, both series, mm-hmm. really. So go ahead and give us your impressions, and we'll go from there. Well, let's start with the comic. It's it's a really interesting concept. Um, I don't know. Should I give a spoiler? Tell people what the big mystery is. The comic has been around for twenty years. 
Yeah, okay. I don't think. I, mean, I think now, you know, tough shit. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, there's right. no there's no spoiler spoiler limitation on a twenty year old comic. Okay. Well, um, see an angel and a demon, heaven and hell. They got together. They had a baby. The baby is apparently this ultra powerful being that carries the voice of God. And it got out. It found a host on Earth by the name of Jesse Custer, who is a preacher, titular preacher. And when he opens his mouth and he uses the voice of God, you have to do what he says no matter no matter what. So that's the premise of this thing. And he is joined by Cassidy, who is a, an Irish vampire. And you know me, I'm, I'm all for a good vampire. Hi. And, and Tulip, who is a hired gun. And she she's very cool. I like her a lot. The TV show, well, I'm going to let Steve go off on that. I'm just giving you my, my initial impressions of it. I, I I enjoy both of them. They're vastly different. And I will let Steve tell you all about that. But I will say that I, I enjoy both of them. I like reading what I've read so far. It's fun. It's nasty. It's gory. It's funny. It's gross. It's awesome. And the TV show kind of is too, in in a different way. So I, I like both. All oh, right. So that's me. And now you might want to turn the volume down if you're listening <laughs> live, because we're about to turn Steve loose. Take it away, Steve. Okay. It's been spoiled, and it's no secret that Preacher, the comic, is one of my favorite comics of all time. Uh, oh, pretty much everything about it. I love the premise that God quits because of Genesis. Because Genesis exists, God freaks out and quits and leaves creation. And Custer, having found out about this, decides his mission in life is to go and hold God accountable for this. If you haven't read it, that is the crux of this comic. And a lot of shit happens. And most Pardon of it is... Yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it is over the top. Um, sex and violence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's almost as if you took Evil Dead and made it into... A, and distilled the, the splat... Um, Splatter gore, splat stick, that's what they call it, splat stick, into a comic book form. And absolutely, it, absolutely nothing is, there are no sacred cows in preaching. So it's not for the squeamish. No. That being said, you cannot really do this comic justice on the screen, it just can't be done. Especially on a television screen, commercial television, it can't be done because you're going to piss off a sponsor. So right there, it's hobbled. 
So the solution that they came up with in this television show is they just amped up the violence. And it's just violent, 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 violent. There's no comedy to the violence. And the violence doesn't make us pause and go, that was fucking insane. Why am I laughing? <laughs> Which the comic makes you do. It's over the top. Yes. Yeah. So instead of like a heroin sex orgy, which is crashed by um, by sexual detectives, which is the plot of the third the third uh, arc, we get just vanilla small town problems. We we get oh a guy beats his wife and she likes it. We get the the land's being um, brought up by a developer who wants to, you know, expand his meatpacking business. You get like these these whitewashed versions of the characters in the in the comic. And now this is just structural. It was a, it was a long comic. There's like twelve or twelve or fourteen volumes. I can't remember precisely which. And these characters are spread out over the length of these volumes. And they're trying to condense every character that ever mattered in this comic book series into ten one-hour episodes. Except for one. Say what? Except for one. The Saint of Killers will not appear in this series. Which is uh, fucking... What a dickbag move. Yeah. What a dickbag move. The Saint of Killers is probably the most awesome concept in the series. I mean, it's definitely the most popular concept in the series. So just in case you know, um, Saint, the Angel of Death quit as well or was killed or something and replaced by basically the uh, Clint Eastwood's character from... from uh, any spaghetti western he ever did, the man with no name. He's an unstoppable badass who's hunting down Custer because because he was hired by angels to do it. I mean, what a great concept. And nope, not gonna be in it. They did do his origin, like in the cold in like the second episode cold opening. Oh the the cowboy? Yeah. That was supposed to be his origin. That's the other thing, is these cold openings make absolutely no sense to anybody who's not read it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I, I will go on, but we'll let Rodney have his say. I think it's, it's, it might be exciting as an action series, but it's pretty empty, and uh, it's not Preacher. Well, it's about a Preacher. Well, that's true. So, so and he has got the word of God, and it's that's about the only similarity. Although Steve shared some cover art the other day, I think they nailed the casting of Cassidy pretty well. Um, not really. They, they just made him into an Irish stereotype. Oh, they made he, him into he, an Irish stereotype, but he looks the part. There's absolutely no difference between the Cassidy in the in this TV series and the character you played that was calling. Nick, a pig fucker. 
when I was sick. Mm. There's no difference. It's just, it, it might as well be patio stereotype. Hey, my character did not have heroin sex orgies. <laughs> Yet. All right. So, Rodney, what did you think of it? What did I think? Or what do you think? I thought the first... Well, I don't know. We're about to find out, aren't we? I watched the, the, the I pilot. I my blood pressure pills. Okay. Take your blood pressure pills. I watched the pilot. Um, the pilot was interesting enough to get me wanting to read the comic. But I would say that the rest of the series, particularly because there was a gap between the pilot and the and the latter three episodes so far, um, you know, it was interesting. You know, I I was kind of glued to the set while I was watching, but it's not something where I have to where I say to myself at the end of any given episode. Okay, I have to watch the next one. I need I need to know what finds out. It's not gripping. Um, it's it's not compelling. But um, and and it's definitely not what they call appointment television. It's it's interesting. Um, you know, I did do a little research into the plot and you know talking with Steve about it because you know. Since we decided to to schedule this this review of Preacher, yeah, he's he's bitched at me about it constantly. I really have. <laughs> um. So yeah, I get to hear I get to hear little odds and ends, and yeah, they've they've pretty much confined it to the town of Anvil, rather than uh, taking it out on the road. And I guess part of that, in a way, is is budget constraints. Another thing that would hobble a show. Well, uh, you spend they spend a lot of money on gore and special effects, but you know they can't afford to shoot a road trip, which is what the show the the comic series is about. It's a it's a road trip tale as well. Right. I will interrupt you, and and just say that in this in the TV show he's pretty much a preacher by choice. Mm -hmm. um, he's repenting for some sin he thinks he committed. And they hint at that. Mm -hmm. Like, he did something shitty and he's, he's become a preacher and he's trying to put that behind him. In the comics, that is the exact opposite of why he's a preacher. He is a preacher because his crazy-ass grandmother made him be a preacher. Right. His crazy-ass grandmother... Um, had his father, who was also a preacher, basically a prisoner, and for plot reasons, had mm -hmm. to do with the Grail, which is a secret organization that that is guarding the uh, the heir of Christ, because Christ and and uh, Mary Magdalene have had babies all throughout history. Um, so it's an inbred line that is the direct son of God. That's cool. I haven't gotten that far yet. Well, it's cool, but the guy's, uh, you know, he's inbred. Oh, well. <laughs> he's super inbred. But anyway, so they, 
he his family provides um, is involved with that somehow, and he is a preacher because of that. Mm-hmm. It's not his choice. Tulip was was threatened by her. If he wasn't a preacher, she was going to die. Right. So I mean, they don't. They even cut the balls off of, of why he's a preacher in the first place because you know it would it would really it would put religion in a bad light which is what this book does sorry if you're religious and listening to this and you're and you have thin skin it's a huge criticism of of religion mm-hmm. if they were thin skin they wouldn't be listening to us they should know. Mm-hmm. they would know better by now yeah but some people are are have thicker skins about different things than others. Hmm. But you don't want to piss off your sponsors and pissing off the religious is a really good way to get money pulled from your program. Especially if you do it directly. Which Mm -hmm. the comic does. And this is Right, and this is also a show that comes in the wake of uh, such a controversy surrounding another Vertigo series that was adapted for television, Lucifer, which is not a very serious uh, criticism of religion, but the main character and the hero of the tale is the devil himself. Right. And and the religious, uh, some religious factions kind of went ape shit over that. So, right. you know, Rogan, Seth Rogen, one of the, the minds behind this, I forget who the second is, um, you know, they, they, they came to this, they came to doing this show with those limitations. We're on, okay, we've got a cable network, so we can, we can you know, have our sex and our violence and stuff like that. Um but Fox had the show Lucifer, and the religious kind of went nuts over it. So that got well, renewed. That got renewed. Excellent. Um, that's cool. that's another show that's like it's it's okay to watch, but it's 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 not like appointment television. It's not really all that special. It's a um, you know, detective show. Devil is the detective. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, CSI. This no, it's more like it's more like um, the Mentalist with the devil, or as or as one of my one of my other associates likes to call it, the magic white boy trope. <laughs> yeah. All right. So back to this festering pool that we call. <laughs> now, now, as you say, I haven't read the series. If you haven't read the series, you might go into Preacher and find it to be an interesting show. It, it has kind of that quirky vibe, like a northern exposure or something like that, except does it's it, not comedy. Does it really, though? Does it? I mean, it's really... It's, it's not quite as clever, but it, it still has that kind of that kind of vibe. Um, it's, you know what it is, is they're trying to make the violence matter of fact, and that's quirky. But it's not really quirky, is it? Well, I'm not talking about the violence being quirky. I'm talking well, about I just mean, that's the... that's the only appeal of the show, really. The, the characters are, are odd. 
in their own ways, and and things things happen. Well, it's it's no Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but honestly, if you just sit back without expectation of highly intellectual, uh, high high intellect, or actual plot, yeah, you can really enjoy yourself. But why wouldn't you have that? If the source material has that, why would you just toss that out the window? Well, I have a theory about that, actually. Um, they have uh, a series of comics, a comic series. They're trying to adapt to TV. You, you don't, you have a set, finite comic series, but you don't necessarily have a finite TV series. You don't know how many seasons you're going to be able to get, so maybe they're just trying to draw it out. Maybe they will eventually get to the point where they will tell you about Genesis. I mean, in full. Maybe they will get to the point where they will talk well, to you they, about Grandma. They, they did the, the two angels explained it to Cassidy in the third episode. Yeah. Then those yeah, guys. They didn't really are go into odd. it, though, did they? I mean, not in the way the comic does. And that's what I think is going on there. I think they're just trying to draw it out as long as they possibly can. They'll parcel out the information from the comic in little bits here and there. Until they've got five or six seasons down. <laughs> I think you could make an adaptation of of a of an existing comic book or book and have it be different but still be intriguing. Let's mm-hmm. take take yeah. take uh, Blade Runner for for example. Completely different from the source material. Has some of the same things happening, but if you've read Do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep, it's different. From Blade Runner, mm-hmm. it is, but it's still a great movie. Yeah, one of the all-time greatest movies. Yeah, so, so the, I mean, Ridley Scott did something right there. Why can't they? Why can't they respect Preacher enough to do that? I understand you have limitations because it's a TV show, not a comic book. You have certain there's certain things you just can't do on in TV. Or film that you can do in comic. Um, there's certain restrictions that you're going to have because of advertising, which begs the question: Why would why would you even bother? I'm making the money gesture here right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think it, it reminds me of Judge Dredd, the Stallone not movie. The, not the Stallone movie, not the Carl Urban movie, but the Stallone movie. I went and saw Judge Dredd against my better judgment um, when it came out in the theaters because I fucking love Judge Dredd. And I walked away so disappointed because they did the exact same shit that that they're doing with Preacher. It's Judge Dredd name only. They use the names of these characters, but they're nowhere near anything like they are in the comics. Mm -hmm. They use the plot that, that... was cobbled together from different storylines from the comics, but it really didn't make sense. They just tried to do too much. And it just ended up being a, a piece of shit film that I kept on saying was good because it was all we had. And right. I've, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> Thank you, Carl Urban. Right. Um... Yeah, I mean, okay, 
without having the, the, the benefit of the source material. But I, I see where, where you're getting at. And, and yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Rogan's um, take on the Green Hornet. You know, they made it into, you know, they made uh, Britt Reed into kind of a frat boy comedy character. You know, when he's originally a very serious character, and and the the film, which was also a, a Seth Rogen adaptation of, of a comic or or classic pulp character. Um, yeah, it. I. He's one of those people that you should probably start thinking about putting on a list of not letting him be in charge of adaptations. Along with Kevin Smith. Right. I'll, I'll whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I yell at that cloud. <laughs> I wore your favorite shirt today. <laughs> Line him up. <laughs> Line him up. Um... Yeah, but I mean, I mean, Kim Kim has a point that you have you have a television series that you don't know how long it's going on. I mean, they've only contracted this show for ten episodes, so of course they want to try to suck all the the fans of the comic in, and they want to get the new viewers and whatnot as as well. And and if all the fans of the comic are like Steve, they're going to walk away disappointed, and there won't be a preacher season two. Mm -hmm. um, because really, it's it's kind of the the fan base that that ends up throwing the show, but then you have an adaptation like say the Flash, and you know if if you've watched the show, listened to the podcast, you know that uh, Steve and I just absolutely adore the Flash. Oh, me too. Oh, and and Kim as well. The TV series, anyway. I still haven't read the comics. Um. And that's a that's an example of a series that does deviate from the source material. It doesn't stick to one particular plot line or another. It borrows it elements from the entire run. It treats the characters and the essence of these characters with respect. Right. I mean, just look at Cisco Ramon. He didn't even get respect in the comics, and he's one of the better characters on the exactly. show. Exactly. There's there's absolutely no re respect at all in Preacher. These are all stereotypes and. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Some of the minor characters who have a bigger part in all this, um, like Sheriff Root mm -hmm. in the comic, Sheriff, Sheriff Root's a stereotype. I mean, he... he if There's you were some monster swamp out there. No, you, if, if you were to have somebody play Sheriff Root, it would be uh, Lee Remy or whatever the fuck his name is. Arlie Ermy? Yeah, Ermy. Right. Yeah. I mean, you the know. guy is like a shit-kicking southern fear of God sheriff. Little boy. Yeah. Boss hog. Right. So yeah, I mean, what you what you have is is you just have this, you know, collection. If you if you say, um, you know, the, they're the characters in name only, then you just have this collection of odd characters in this odd Texas town. And a bunch of weird shit happens, and that's pretty much the the entirety of the show right there. Is like it's it's like an Elseworlds universe, I guess, of of preacher where everything is the same, but it's not. Um, and the unfortunate thing is, you can 
you could tell where everything was going because it's done so ham-fistedly. Mm-hmm. You could tell where it's going. Like the two angels that are that are trying to get Genesis back. That is part of the plot. What they don't have is that angels in the comic can die. Mm-hmm. They don't just keep popping back up. Right. They die. Right. The same killers can kill angels. But, you know, doesn't really matter because they just keep coming back. Mm-hmm. The next day, they're exactly the same. Right. And uh, uh, I, I do uh, like the actor who plays Cassidy, don't get me wrong. He's probably the the best character on the show. Yeah, I, I would he's say... He's the funnest. Yeah. He's totally yeah. being a close second. I would say I would say that um, yeah, with uh, with Cassidy on the screen, it's much easier to watch, regardless to who he's interacting with, because he's everyone else is all like boring. Yeah, boring. Even even to the point of being withdrawn. And yeah, I, I I was doing paperwork while watching it. And then Cassidy comes in, and he's he's completely opposite of like everybody in this town. He's manic, right? He's except for the manic. except for the fact that he's just a complete and total deviant. <laughs> well, that's his charm. And and he is and he is a a Patty McStereotype. The thing about Cassidy is, I knew a guy in college. He, he was Canadian. He wasn't Irish. Mm-hmm. Who is totally like Cassidy. He's the guy that comes into town and sweeps you off your feet and you go out drinking every night, doing crazy shit, B&E's, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's gone. And you're like, what the fuck did I just do? Right. I, and that, that, maybe that's why I like him because he reminds me of Preston. Mm-hmm. But... So, tonight you and me, we're going to go down, we're going to shoot up some heroin, we're going to drink rubbing alcohol, we're going to rub a bank, all of that happens, and Dawn comes around and says, see you later, boy-o. But it's not a a plan like that. It just happens. It's a whirlwind of, Mm -hmm. of, it just happens. Right. It's more like like you pick him up hitchhiking, and the next thing you know, you're in Mexico waking up with... uh, Actually... That's a pretty much how they got they meet Cassidy in the book. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They pick him up hitchhiking and they wake Wait, up. Philip tries to, to carjack him, doesn't she? Yeah. Every, uh, yeah. And, yeah. and instead of getting with his car, he says, no, no, come on, get in. This is cool. I like this. Yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> and, and the reason he sticks with them at all is because it amuses him to do so. It's probably... The, the closest that they come to the character in the book, but not really. Mm-hmm. Now, the guy who's playing Cassidy was in uh, the second season of Misfits. He was one of the replacement characters in Misfits. Right. And he's playing the exact same character. Hmm. So. Which is how he got I mean, the job. That, yeah, we've seen that's that's probably how he got the job. Exactly. 
Now, well, you know, okay, let's we've we've talked about the actor for Cassidy. Let's talk about uh, Jesse's actor, Dominic Cooper. Um, He's cute. Who got this? Who got this job after a turn of playing Howard Stark? Yeah. Excuse me. He's boring, yeah, yeah. man. He's boring. He's like he was. He was great as Howard Stark, but you know, and. He really he stands out for sure amongst the other characters, but yeah, he he, he does seem awfully tame. Tame. He doesn't even have like you would think that somebody who has that past that he's trying to escape and who mm-hmm. can handle himself the whole fight thing. He can handle himself. You think he would he would carry himself? A little bit less like a fucking sad sack than he does in this in this show, and really that's it. He carries himself just wrong. He's he's mm-hmm. like he carries himself like a wimp, and that has never been Jesse Custer at all ever. No, even at his even at his most down in the comic, he's never been like this. So I think thumbs down, horrible. All right, Kim. Uh, are we talking just Jesse or the whole series? The whole series. Oh, eh, middle. Oh, I'm giving it a double dog fuck thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, I, I go middle just because it's it's good entertainment if you just are tired and don't feel like watching anything else. If you like gratuitous violence, occasional sex, then yeah. Mm. Good word. Um, I'm gonna has say. There, has there been sex? Hmm. Has there been sex in the series? Because I'm. Uh, there's been. There has been. There have been suggestions of sex. He steals the money from the angels. Yeah. Yeah, he was getting his freak on. I didn't watch the fourth episode because. Um, you, you actually get to, to see his butt, if I recall correctly. I think he showed his butt in Misfits too. So yeah. even that's not all that of a of a reveal. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I I'll give it. You know, I'm not even going to give it a thumb. Wait for it on Netflix and, and binge watch it. <laughs> and. It, you know, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's it's not appointment television. Um, you know, Ted Wally often likes to ch- uh, pick on me and say that it's better than The Flash. Fuck you, Ted Wally. It's not. Yeah, Ted. Hmm. It's it's Wait, not. The, Ted Wally. No, no. Um, yeah. It's not basically, no. yeah. Watch. Wait for it. You know, the entire run to 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 be done. Uh, binge watch it because it. Really, that's about the only way to watch this show because you know it does not offer the type of of you know, gripping and compelling storytelling that makes you want to tune in every single week. Where you just you have to know what happens to Jesse, you have to have, want to know what happens to Tulip, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, you know what kind of strange shit are the angels going to get into today? Which is weird because in the comic. The comic, you want to know what happens. Right. 
I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I mean, it does. Like I said, the pilot did make me want to read the series more than actually continue to watch this, or read the comic more than it made me want to continue to watch the series. And you know, the fact that they made me wait, I think two weeks. Uh, yeah, because my pilot. Right, the pilot and the uh, you know the first episode of the, of the series. You know, it's like okay. You kind of lost me right there because maybe if I knew that it was going to be on next week, you know, I, I probably would have sat down and tuned in just because we were preparing for the show and I needed to watch it. But really, you know, it was one of those things that I watched the pilot and I didn't watch the other three episodes until Thursday. And you know, and it suited me just fine to watch a couple episodes at a time, on uh, on demand, and go from there. It's 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 kind of like, you know, it's it's a series that it does deviate from the source material. It does, um, you know, and it's it's not like week to week type of viewing. It's it's made very much in the vein of of something like Daredevil. Uh, where you just sit down and you watch the whole thing in its entirety and you're done. Yeah, but Daredevil was good. Right. <laughs> and even that right. deviated from the source material. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, so, you know, there are ways... And I, and I think that, you know, shows like Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, even Supergirl... You know, these are these are major network shows, and they're on you know what what you would call air TV. They're not even um, on cable, and there's lots more stuff that they can't show you. You know, there's lots more stuff that they can't do. On, well, to be fair, on network television, a lot of stuff that you can't do in, in Flash comics. True. So you know. Uh, but they're they're taking in a, a source material. They're adapting it well to yeah. probably a more restrictive medium than cable. Right. No, you're right. Uh, so, you know, why not push the envelope? Why not go ahead and say, okay, we are on cable. Let's let's tell the story the way it appears in the comic and. You know, maybe there were restrictions. There are restrictions we don't know about. Maybe the telling, this, adapting it faithfully costs too much for AMC. Well, in that case, maybe they should have tried that. to sell it to HBO. I don't know about that though, because it's it's a, a road movie. You just have to have different exteriors, but I mean, you can get a variety of exteriors pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think that would not cheaper than using one one shot, but there's nothing really extraordinary that would be super expensive to make this comic. Nobody's flying. There's some explosions, but Jesus Christ, everything has explosions, right? Uh, but there, I mean, you don't have like the big budget of like Supergirl where they had to show her flying and they had to show people changing form and color and you know lots and lots and lots of special effects mm -hmm. you know preacher wasn't like that at all I mean for the 
you could probably the amount of times that that uh, Jesse Custer uses his actual power of telling people to do stuff. Right. You could probably count it on your hands throughout the whole series. That wasn't the point of the series. We're not talking all the volumes, not just the first one, but all of them. And pretty much, he's he's had to use it at least once an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because more now that he knows he has it. What's the hook? And I'll say this: the first time he he did it to Cassidy. The, the words from Cassidy weren't <laughs> don't that was fun <laughs> then you do other shit it was if you fucking do that again I will rip your throat out right mm-hmm. well but then again I think all he had him do was stand on his head or something right yeah instead of whereas in, in, the, box, in the box faster the TV faster episode, faster episode he like hit him like running him up against the wall and yeah, and not kill a guy and not drink his blood. Right. And then called him an abomination. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much gonna wrap it up. Um, preacher caveat tour. Mm-hmm. Just like religion. Um. Yeah. So we'll be read back. Comic. And read the comic. Read the comic. Steve says read, read the, the comic. comic. I agree. Read the comic. There you go. The Microphones Madness team recommends that you read the comic instead of watching the series. Unanimously. Read a book! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Monday night, Eclipse Phase, 9.30 Eastern Time, Friday Farm Guy. Uh, we'll be on at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. And next Saturday, once again, Microphones Madness, we'll be discussing Urban Temples of Cthulhu. That'll be 9.30 Eastern Time. So join us then. And until then, say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Gracie. Well, I'm hard for